This is Brad Marchand, and you're listening to Breaking the Ice with Josh Dolan. I don't think he would ever let a pizza get out the door before he buried the whole thing, so he likes to eat that kid. I have to work in. Uh, can, can we discuss the conditions of the equipment? Because last time Josh forgot to bring the equipment. <laughs> I didn't forget. I brought it and it didn't work. <laughs> He's a real radio man, that Josh Dolan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not an engineer. <laughs> Thanks for having us in your house. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, I don't have to do anything. And as you can see, I'm just in my underwear. Oh, wait. Hold on. I found your daughter's other sock. Oh, thanks. <laughs> when, I first, when I first walked in, we were, pl- we were plugging all the stuff in. Mike right. is like, Jesus Christ, there's my daughter's sock. He goes, I live with two teenage women. I do. <laughs> I do. One of them's, you know, my age, but she basically has the mind of a 16-year-old. And then I live with an actual 15-year-old. And they're, you know, it's supposed to be the other way around, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know we're supposed to talk about radio here, but can we I just will. vent no, no, no. for a second about... Yes. That's what know. this is. We're breaking the ice. <laughs> okay, well, we let's, let, me, then let me break the so ice. Here we go. Break it. I... I I'm supposed to be the slob, right? I'm the guy. I'm the Neanderthal. I'm the big dumb man. I'm You're not, the radio I'm, guy. I'm not woke, you right. know? I'm yeah. like, you know, go make me a sandwich. But yet, I'm the one who's, like, picking up stuff. You know, they just throw garbage on the ground like it's a tea station in here, for crying Her, out loud. His daughter's sock was behind the bureau over she there. She just takes off. She's like, my wife does the same thing. They take off their shoes and socks and just throw them. <laughs> and I'm not saying you have to put them down. I'm not, like, a neat freak. No. But, you know, when I'm coming down here in the middle yeah. of the night to get a snack and I trip over somebody's sneaker that's just flung into the middle of the room, that's, I'm old enough where if I fall, I might not get up. I've hey, fallen and I can't right? get up. Right? I'm going to have to get a clapper or something. <laughs> that's my issue is is when I twist an ankle mm-hmm. on an Ugg in the dark. Right. That's when I have an issue. Right? Yeah, or somebody's bra. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, let me tell you something. Twist an ankle on that. Uh, bras everywhere. Well, okay. When I moved the pillow to sit us on this couch, was there I, a bra? No, that, oh. that sock. Oh, was a sock. Does that match the one that was behind the bureau? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so we found another. So that was sock. a separate time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if really, if you look at any corner of this room, you'll find any clothing except for mine. All right. Thank you for letting me do that. Is that the end of the podcast? That's it. That, that is, is it. Thank, thank you. Very thank you for much. listening to the bitchy husband podcast. <laughs> Tune in next week when we'll talk about dishes. <laughs> Seriously, sorry. No, but you know, no, no, that's you guys want a Bloody Mary? I, I would Mary love stuff. to talk no. about dishes right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? We should do a podcast about just for the downtrodden husbands, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. You know, the he, ones. He just well, got into the arena, by the way. He just got I know. Married. You're. you're you also, know, my, my. What are you, two years make in? Make no mistake, my wife takes care of me. Right. It's clearly. The dishes are the only thing where I'm like, can we. Oh, she doesn't well, want to. I don't even want to start, Josh, but you have several bizarre. I would call medical issues yeah. yes. that need to be addressed by a professional. And I never noticed I even them imagine, until we started doing radio. I can't even <laughs> imagine what it's like with dirty dishes with you. Because you can't oh, even say treat with this guy. And look, see, look at him. Look, look. He's angry. Why? What, it, is, what does the word treat do to Let him? me tell you something about treat. the word treat with Josh. See, he's hating this. Information. It, it's such a positive word, isn't it? Oh, it is. A, a dog sees a treat. Right, and it's it's a cool thing, right? Or it's like... Oh, doing this podcast is a real treat. This has been a treat, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, right? And that's cool. Or you know what he hates the most? When someone says, my treat. Yeah, I was just going to say that. What is negative about that? that? Someone else paying for your lunch. Explain. Someone else is paying for your drink. It turns my skin inside out. It makes my insides want to be on my outsides. Why? 
I don't know. Because he I was, don't know. you know why? Sexual abuse from the <laughs> Amish cult no. he used to be part of. <laughs> you know, guys with no buttons on their coats. But you make a hell of a fingering his ass, or 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 a, or a bureau. The Amish fingered hey, you. I don't know yeah, what you're talking about. That's right. And this Raise this barn, the... and while you're doing that, I'm going to examine your prostate English. We have a couple of things we can call this podcast. It can be the bitchy husband syndrome right. or uh-huh. Josh's treat. Dude, don't. We can do a whole, like, 20-part NPR-style podcast on the issues Josh has with just normal things. He, his whole on the radio, it started. It started with the fluff and utter. Which no, that wasn't I, even. I, it, I thought it, it was inappropriate. Before that. That's it different. was before that. That's different. There was no visceral, vein popping reaction. You know, it was right. like it was like oh, um, what was the other one? The oh, napkin? hot cup of tea. Oh, yeah. You, I you don't. can't say. You can say cup of tea. Just don't be over descriptive. Wait, wait, wait. It, you know? He got raped. By an Amish person while drinking hot tea, and he said, "Like my treat, bitch." <laughs> There's the PTSD. Yeah, yeah that's probably I'm it. A hard time following the arm, the yeah. Amish part. I can't even say it. My brain is still. Listen, and long, fried. long before radio, Mike Josh. When I met him years ago, when I first started at AAF, and he's been fucked up. I'm fucked up. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that's another whole. That's podcast. a whole other twenty. Yeah, but but. The anxiety is so fucking real with Josh. It's insane. Yeah. Right? You you get wigged out. Just even coming here, you were like, I have to stop at Guitar Center. I have to do all this shit. I'm like, Relax. Well, I had to stop at Guitar Center because I, I didn't trust the other two microphones that we had. Because they don't I work. Have, I didn't have time to do a sound check. Because people that listen to the first podcast know you can't figure out how to bring the right goddamn equipment. Yeah. Well, are you, are it you getting, was the right equipment. So let me get this straight. My, you my produce shoot. a podcast, but you don't have the equipment to do that. It's a thing. I it's do. A thing. I do have the equipment to do it, but well. it sat in my attic for well. about eight months. Because you distracted him with that afternoon drive thing <laughs> at AF, so he put it all away and <laughs> put all my energy and fucking went radio and, and other people's months. mics. <laughs> and that ended well. Oh yeah, that that ended great. We really killed yeah. it. Literally killed it. I mean, murdered it. It's dead. So you the think, whole ship went down. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's disemboweled, laying in the middle of the road. Maybe you broke AAF. Hey, if I could break AAF, <laughs> then good on me because you know that's you're killing the biggest bull at PBR there. Oh you know? my God, a but, lot of um, a lot of people want to know what the fuck happened. It's pretty simple. Um, it's it's business. Mm-hmm. It's a business. Yep. Uh, the company that owned us, Entercom, was uh, made an offer mm-hmm. by the company EMF, who runs a, uh, a bunch of stations across the United States that do uh, educational or Christian programming. K-Love. Right. And they made them an offer, and Entercom thought that would be a good deal. And They, they found us on it. the clearance rack, by the way. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah, uh-huh. we were on the clearance table, like at the uh, supermarket with the bent cans of soup. <laughs> and the half-opened Yeah, when I heard cheese. the price that we were sold for, I was like, yeah. I know a few people that have that on them. Yeah. Like, what? You, you got to realize, though, a guy who owns a company like Entercom has an opportunity to sell multiple rock stations. This isn't a what he, Mike hit it right on the head. This is a fucking business. Yeah, it's a business. We were a tally mark on someone's I, computer screen. Right. Correct. And I hate, to, I hate to put it in such cold terms because I know, like myself, there are a lot of people who loved WAF. Still do. Right. Yeah. Um. And it, it was a rock station for 50 years, and how can you do that to a legacy, you know, and, and a tradition and, and, uh, and to the people that work there? But at the end of the day, radio, commercial radio, is a business. Right, yeah. Things get bought and sold. Things change to help that company be successful. 
And that's basically what happened with Entercom. I've gone through it before. I worked at a radio station in Richmond, Virginia. Um, our, when we started, it was a great thing because we were brand new. There's, there had never been a radio station like it in that market. Uh, we were an alternative station. It was mid-90s, so things were good. The right. climate was good. Is that was, when you broke Dave Matthews? Um, no, that was the AAA station. Oh, okay. That's what I worked Josh at likes. before. <laughs> you want to talk about I can get talking to you about Dave Matthews, man. Yeah. Every Wednesday night, Dave Matthews <laughs> playing for free at the Flood Zone in Richmond. I had to drive the van down, put up the banners. I was hanging with the band. They had a great piano player then. I think he went to dental school, though. He quit the band, went to dental school. You know? He saw the writing on the wall. To be a dentist? Either way, they're... Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he, Herbie doesn't want to play jams. <laughs> he wants to be a dentist. That's a, that's an excellent Dave Matthews impression right there. He sounds exactly Spot like the on. elf foreman. The 90s, were, the, 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 the 90s were a sick decade for radio. I'm sure 80s and 70s were even better, but... but, but uh, we're The little, 90s were a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But also but in the 90s, changed. you had the deregulation, which Big came... Time. Which, you know, opened the door for things like what just happened to WAF. But same thing happened there. Uh, we were doing well. We were up against a big heritage rock station yeah. that had been there for like 20-something years. Every ratings book, we kept getting better and better ratings. But the company, and we had been bought and sold, I think, a total of three times before we finally got blown out. It was wow. like yep. uh, the first was this independent company. I think it was called American Radio mm -hmm. something. It was run by this guy, Ken Brown. Great guy. He was like the fezzy wig of radio general managers. Yep. Loved to have a party. Like staff meetings were basically parties. They were at a pool hall or a barbecue place, you know. Um, and then he comes to us one day. He goes, I'm selling the company because I just started a management company. And the first band we signed is this little band called Hanson. Oh, oh my God. My right? God. Oh, and we, my God. That's exactly that's the same exact reaction <laughs> in the conference room. Everybody went, oh, my God. Really? Because <laughs> so I'm leaving the radio business and I'm moving to Fiji. So he's, you know, he, good he for owns him. Fiji now. He's a great guy. Great guy. <laughs> so then this other company came in. It was like Capstar and then AMFM. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, whatever it was. And then finally. Finally, this company came in and said, uh, we're going to we think it's going to be more profitable if we fire all you guys mm -hmm. and change you into a satellite oldie station. What year was that? Probably 96, 97, 98, right? 90. That was 98. Right. That yeah. was right around the same time I was I was with that conglomerate. And it was in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, night quality stations that became Capstar, AM, FM. J-Core was in mm -hmm. there, ultimately became Clear Channel. Yeah. And, and yeah. I remember the first time I was doing morning drive at a station and I pre-recorded a weekend shift and I'm sitting at home listening to myself and in the same second of going, oh, that's cool, I'm thinking, oh, it's fucking over. Yeah. Because it took me 45 minutes to pre-record and for those of you who don't know out there, a lot of radio is pre-recorded shit. That, yeah. you know, you know when they're not talking about what's happening outside the window, what time about it is. requests now? <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, listen. Can, can I request Leonard Skinner? No. Can I just say in those last, f those, those last few weeks, we, we were taking requests. Yeah. yeah and we, people loved it. Yeah. Oh, I had some you liberties know. on. Actually, the amount of people that, like, just messaged and they were like, this is what I wish radio was all the time. Every right. day. I was yeah. like, that should have been my confession when I went in with you two. Not the stupid. I was nude in the magic studio. I couldn't come up with. I just wanted to say goodbye to you I and Carrie. Stop crying. But the point was, the, conf uh, the confession was, I took some liberties those last few weekends. I was playing the shit that I wanted to play. Right. I didn't get bagged because right. I think people just knew at the end, working at AAF, something was up. Something was up. The sales were down. People had been fired. It was you and Carrie left full-time. Josh, you were part-time. I was part-time. And that, that in business is just like you said, you're on the discount rack. 
Yeah. Something was going to right. happen. We all thought maybe it would get sold to a local group like Cumulus or a Town Square Media, and fucking bam, in well, comes the only, Jesus. Here's $11 million. The only reason, th- those are all red flags. You're absolutely right. right. But the only reason Carrie and I uh, fought to the very end was because uh, the guy who they hired to come in after program director Ron Valeri retired, mm-hmm. Joe Calgaro, said, you know what, I want to make AAF the, the radio station that breaks bands again. Right. Just like they, we did with Godsmack and Stained and Seven Dust and Disturbed. We want to be that radio station where new bands come and we form a relationship and we help you nurture. develop it. We help nurture them right. in this region. We'd we be were, a radio station again. Right. We a were lo- getting well, there. A local radio we station. We were getting there. I noticed over the last six months, it was like all the new rock and all the shows that were advertising. Right. We we as radio and we as WAF hadn't done that in uh, at least a decade. Yeah, in a long time. I started selling for the AF in 10, 2010, and it was a shadow of its old self then. I mean, we were playing fucking Bob Seger. I was like, whoa, what just happened? Right. We were trying to be more... More mainstream, classic hits. If more, you will. more mass appeal. I guess you could say. The you know the only problem is there's there's several other radio stations mm-hmm. doing that same thing and and doing yeah. it well. You know, like I remember there was a time where I was driving into work from Worcester to Boston, and uh, I was listening. I forget it was three. It was it was ZLX. It was ninety two nine and us. Yep. So Carrie started playing. Civil War, I believe, from Guns N' Roses. Not my favorite Guns N' Roses song. Right. But the so, popular one. Oh, no, it's popular. Not, yeah, people love that tune, so I'm not going to, you know, my rule on Guns N' Roses, anything by Guns N' Roses over seven minutes sucks. Yeah. <laughs> my right? rule is don't. Well, that's because you like 21 Pilots. Oh, <laughs> whatever. They're talented. Different, so, pro- different podcast. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay, I'm not crazy about this tune. So like any, I listen to radio like everybody does. If yeah. I don't like a song or a commercial comes on, I change the station. Right. Yeah. I change over to ZLX. They're playing a Guns N' Roses song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh boy, not the same one. So I go to 92.9. They're playing a Guns oh, yeah. N' Roses song. Oh, and if you tuned in HJY, probably. probably were doing the same yeah. thing. Right? And even, cl- <laughs> even classic hits may throw in Sweet Child of Mine or something right. like that. So, you know, we were trying to create our own lane. Right. You know, we're trying to not just go back to what we used to do zlx wasn't going to play dinosaur pileup right no 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 no, there's no radio station that's playing any new rock right now you have good classic rock stations you have good classic hit stations too many and they do their jobs very well but there are no unfortunately no radio stations that are playing new rock from bands that are out there trying to make it happen right now like dinosaur pileup and dirty honey bands that we were really fully on behind but if you want to hear led zeppelin and acdc they got you yeah, and and the same and handful I love of that songs stuff, though. too. Though stop it, like it's not going to kill anybody to play like Squealer from ACDC. Right. no one's going to die if they right. hear because you know who it is. There's unmistakable. Oh, oh Once it comes on, I don't. I might not know this song, but I know for fuck sure that's fucking Bon Scott, right? Yeah. Or Brian Jones, or you know? yep. yeah, Jim Brewer, right? But exactly, way- or it could be Jim Brewer, <laughs> right? But still. You're right, Isaiah. That's something I always wish that a lot of radio stations would do was just not go so deep. No. But just go to that next track, like Pearl Jam, right? You mm-hmm. could play Daughter, sure, great song, but how about playing Indifference? Right. Yeah. You yep. know, that wasn't a big hit, but it's from an album that sold a million in its first week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, like that, like anything off of Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses. Sure, Sweet Child of Mine is a great song. 
you know, play, Mr. Brownstone, play Mr. Brownstone a little more, more. Night Train, mm-hmm. you know, or or get an edit of Crazy, you know, or something like that. There's yeah. there's a space for. We were talking about this before we started this when Josh was trying to figure out where the fuck your house was. Um, <laughs> welcome to Worcester, <laughs> and I, I kept locking my doors. Yeah, welcome to what you drive up like, Chandler Street there. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, did. Somebody knock on your door. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. But I was we were, like, doesn't anybody have jobs? Why are these this many people walking around? Hey, no, no, there's that many people walking around. Right. That's Chandler Street, yeah. my friend. Um, What's Chandler Street South Park have? We were, we were talking oh, okay. about this before we got here, about there, there is absolutely a space for the new music thing. There always has been. Right now in the city of Boston, and let's even say the city of Worcester, nobody is appealing to that audience i mean there's something look at how easy this is i show up here with a computer and a board you show up with microphones and we're talking where this gets distributed turns out you know it's across mike's social media yours mine that's that's a lot of people there's got to be something that we can do at some point where the music is the focus again i know there's fees and there's all that horse shit but there has to be something because you for example are just, your music knowledge is ridiculous and it you, is ridiculous because that brain space could be used for other things like <laughs> fixing my refrigerator and you picking know. up your wife's socks. Right? Yeah, yeah, telling my wife to pick up her bra for crying out loud. But but there's something there, and I don't. It, this day and age in 2020, it's so mobile to do this content. We're not at a radio station. We're no. in Mike Shoe's living room. We're sitting yeah. on my couch. I right. wish I could do the show like this. Oh my God! Can you? Well, be awesome, Josh. You hang out and. Well, we can. Yeah. Doing that's, it right now. That's the thing, because it, and it, it just it takes the right people to monetize it, and it takes the right people like us and a few others that stay focused and say, fuck it, you know what? This is where we're going to feature new music. Like, where does Bay State Rocks go now? The fucking I know. show's just gone. That's a goddamn shame. What the because fuck? that show's been on for, what, more than 30 years. Carmelita dedicated a lot of time. She told the story on the air that, you know what? Every program director that rolled through that radio station gave her the freedom to do whatever she wanted, mm. and she took that freedom, and she just dedicated it to promoting local artists right. and local events. And damn it, where does that go now? You know, does that's, she have does she have the, the the social media and the website backing? I don't know this yeah. right, off the, right off the top of my you head. You know what? She she does have a website, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's maintained. As, as well as it should be and and um, people crave that shit. but see that's that's another loss because is there another local music show no like that or like even a radio station that will have in-studio performances right. from local bands aside like, from college stations because there are college stations that do well that. those are God even selling them. brown brown university's oh yeah brown, BRU, but again, that's a damn shame that's that was, a college station i know that was a great little radio station you know there's no i listened to forever to answer the question i mean think about it. if you just go through the rolodex of stations that are, are rock stations most of them are pre-recorded from 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. on. Most of them are pre-recorded. We were blessed to have live live shows on the weekend. I mean, people like myself were yeah. hired to do live. Most of them, because of the business bullshit, are pre-recorded. But that's where those live music shows used to live. And they used to thrive. Like Saturday morning, somebody would get up and do a blues show. Right. Or somebody would wake up and do a, like, you know, it's, it, your, your, the Sunday your, morning. your metal show back in right, the day. Right, the Harder Faster you know that, that was, was the shit that was a lot of fun and and it got a really loyal passionate following because and i because there wasn't a show like that on any other radio station right and the people luckily they found it and promoters found it and said oh please we're, we're going to buy advertising on your show because they're not going to run 
commercials for you know suffocation coming to town or or nile or right. you know or, or napalm death or stuff like that producing you know, all the all, shows all bands that i learned over the past well, eight months producing that's right all not the just shows. medical conditions <laughs> all the all the Actual shows bands. that you produced at aaf i mean in the last six months how much new uh music exposure was there so many of these promoters were like oh shit aaf is back to playing the new rock i mean every other commercial was like you know hell yeah is coming back live mm. this one's coming back yeah. that shit doesn't they're not hell yeah is not advertising on zlx no Hell yeah is not advertising on 92.9. Great radio stations, but the next generation of classic rock. Okay, where's the new shit? Where's the new shit? It's yeah. Sirius Satellite is the same the new thing. Aussie stuff? We no. Were. Yeah, we were. <laughs> the, 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 for for yeah. five minutes years ago, you know, before corporate got a hold of radio, I think Carter Allen was doing some, you know, future classics. And you could play a song from the Black Crows and say, this will be a future classic because the Robinsons are just fucking a whole different thing. Right. But that's even gone. So where is it? That's why I'm saying a platform like this, this Breaking the Ice mm-hmm. thing, and the name's already there. Breaking yeah. the Ice works with music, the conversation. Every, that, that's why I named it Breaking the Ice, because I was like, obviously hockey is going to come up because sure. hockey comes up. Yep. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk every, about hockey. We can do no. that. Uh, <laughs> but Breaking the Ice works in a conversation. This will be a fight. We'll be fine. It's yeah. a, In a conversation, he broke the ice on the podcast. It's not his fault. The avalanche sucked. Hey, hey, I, no, hey, it, you it, know, it So don't blame him, hey, Josh. Hey, yeah. First in our division, just like the Bruins. So let's meet in the finals. Oh, there's, fault, there's still a team? Hey, hey. I'll cut you. Yeah, the Quebec Nordiques. <laughs> go the back to Colorado oh, branch. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Nordiques. <laughs> you want to go back? You want to go back? There is a time. Wow. You called. I think I was in fifth grade when they won the cup. You called. It's not my fault. You're 12. It's not my fault. Ray Bork's a traitor. Wow, um, a traitor. He, he left. Awkward silence. That was. I would no. I was waiting for the blows <laughs> to rain down here. <laughs> Remember, that's a glass table, so don't. Oh, you know, okay. I will choke Fancy. you no. with his wife's bra. Yeah, <laughs> he could choke and suffocate you with that bra. But the point is, breaking the ice is such a good platform for anything. We want to break the ice with music. We want to break the ice with guests. We want to break the ice and say, okay, let Mike Shue tell you what he thinks happened at AAF. That can work for music, too. Somehow, somewhere, we're going to figure that out. Yeah. We have to. And you're a great person to be involved if you want to because, Jesus, you you adore. We all adore music, but you have a whole different yeah, it's, a, it's an unhealthy. <laughs> I start talking about it with my friends, and they're like, oh, he's, 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 he's gone. He's going to start He's talking off. about just, the just depths keep of nodding rush. Your head. Talk about that for a second. That was a pretty emotional day over the past six months when when, uh, when we lost Neil from Rush, and you are hands down the largest Rush fan I've ever met. How was that for you? That um, it was it was similar to what I'm going through now. Not as strong because of my connection with WAF, but um, it hit me pretty hard because the their music has been with me pretty much my whole life. Mm. Like I started listening to them when I was in sixth grade, right. and I I've just loved them just as intensely, even through the albums I didn't think were that great. Um, but I've gone to see that I didn't miss I I I'd seen every tour since Signals. Wow, you know that was like eighty. 283 I think I can't even remember so much weed <laughs> so um, much <laughs> but that was that was tough cuz um you know when you're emotionally connected to something whether it's music or sports a or politics station. or yeah a radio station or or authors whatever it is and all of a sudden that's gone forever and then granted they had retired there was they were never going to come back 
you know, Anil had arthritis and obviously he had other medical issues, but it, it was a shock, I think, because it was the shock that really hit me hard because I didn't know he was sick and he's such an, a, a very private person. He didn't want anyone to know that he had brain cancer. Yeah. And so we got the news three days after he actually passed away. That's when the world found out. Um, that was hard, but um, I was listening back to those uh, broadcasts, the broadcast, and yeah. um, Josh brought up a great point. I think you were the one who brought it up, saying on the air, saying, you know, it's good that you're working here. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, w it was definitely a tough day for you, and it was definitely, like, we weren't in as good of a mood as we started out. <laughs> we had, yeah, it was one of those shows where we had everything planned out, and then 45 minutes in, mm, that's when Carrie like the, came in. The day and, we got sold, too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that whole thing, too. Like, but I, it, it was definitely <laughs> tough, but I was thinking about it the other day where I was like, that was probably one of my favorite shows just because I got to see you pay tribute to Neil Peart on the air and do it the way you would do it. And like, it sounded you paid, incredible. incredible. You paid tribute by playing whatever song you wanted. You took any call that was about Neil Peart and sharing memories and playing interviews um, by him. It's Peart. Pay oh, God. <laughs> that is one thing that... Hold on. <laughs> how do like a you fan. officially <laughs> pronounce me. that man's last name? It's Peart. Is that how Kay. he says it? Yes. Um, Peart. I don't, you know, Peart, Pert. I'm not... I'm a har I'm a Rush Hardo, but I'm not going to, like, you know, going, uh, it's Peart. Which you just did. No, you made uh, like, no like, I made like, it as a joke from <laughs> I do that to people love that you, man. say Luchich. Yeah. I'm like, it's Luchich. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> Pronounce the name. But it's kind of weird that, in you know, over all the years of, uh, of, of radio, think about significant times. Uh, Eric Clapton's son falling out the window. Stevie Ray Vaughan dying. 9-11. Um, moments like that, it, it, is, it is a blessing to be working at a radio station because you're the fucking communicator. You're sitting there going, I need to push through this emotion and talk to you. And Neil, for him, and Rush, for him, I mean, I thought of, you're the very first person I thought, obviously I thought of Neil and his family and, and wish them the best, but I'm like, holy shit, how is Shu going to deal with this? And you turned on WAF, and that's how he was able to deal with it. Because we had the program director yeah. and the right people that said, I, must have walked in and just said, Mike, fuck it, go. Because I, I'll tell <laughs> you, the way I would have dealt with it, if I couldn't deal with it that way, um, would have been in my car crying, listening to Playing Rush. Playing everything you know from the band. And, but I was so, you know, to Josh's point, I was so fortunate to be where I was when that news broke. Um because if I was working at any other radio station, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I wouldn't. And you were exactly right, Isaiah. That's what Joe Calgaro came in. First thing he said, "Are you okay?" Mm. And he he loves Neil Peart too because he's a drummer. Oh wow! So he he's not a huge Rush fan, but he loves Neil yep. as a drummer. Respect. Yep. And first thing he said is, "Asks, is, are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm all right." And he goes, "Whatever you need, you just let me know. The radio station's yours." That's so awesome. That's unheard of josh yeah, you right. saw that i did yeah and you you were kind of like well is it though like where's <laughs> no no where, no can i, can no, I have the whole yeah. thing <laughs> right um you were it, like i'm i'm still i, I still have ptsd right, like how right. but he was just stations usually are he was just yeah he was like do what you got to do and he goes you need help pulling audio and stuff like that and and josh was on that and he just gave me the reins 
And see, that's that shit is what died when WAF died because there aren't stations that no. just walk in and say, "Take it." Yeah, and it's Joe a real said that, and it. then you said. Go downstairs, get every single Rush CD. I don't care I if they're said, I said that. Right. Just go downstairs, go get everything. Take, everything. Get everything that says Rush on it and fucking bring it up here right now. Josh came up with a giant stack of CDs. Like I just, 32 you CDs. You know, and right, then he went right. on. I was telling him where to look for audio and stuff, oh, and he found awesome. some great audio. People were calling in. Um, it was just, it was a really great celebration of his life and the band's music. From everybody, not right. just from the radio station and, and the bosses and Josh, but everybody who called in to share the first time I saw them or, you know, when I first heard them, it made me want to pick up some drumsticks or even first time I heard them, I wanted to play the guitar. It inspired me to make music. Right. The first time I heard them, you know, and for me, it was like at the time I first started listening to them, it really hit home because I was a teenager in Natick, Massachusetts suburb central it's not like natick was natick now is really super nice was right. it was a little more it, no it was <laughs> no back then back, was back then natick was a little more like we were wedged in between wellesley wayland and dover sherburn which you know, one does and not it was belong like, i know and it was like you, you know natick was not yet it is now button now yeah right? are you um, saying it's there now <laughs> But like the the lyrics from that Signals album were all about that. It was almost like it was it was released at that time. I was feeling those same feelings, mm. and it was what do you call that? Is that synchronicity? Could be. Is that yep. serendipity? Serendipity is a happy thing, I think. And it wasn't necessarily a happy thing because I was just I felt like I was an outsider in this place that I thought was boring, and all people cared about that time was football because of the whole flutey thing. And Where you connected with the music. Was, you connected you know, with it. You right. connected. And the lyrics that Neil wrote, I was feeling. It was so weird. And that's right. that instant connection. So when he, you know, when I heard he died, it was like this guy I never met, but somehow knew what I was feeling mm. or was able to let me know that, you know, when I went to see that show, at least I wasn't alone in feeling those things. Right. You know, and that was, that's a serious emotional connection. Now, how old were you when that came out? Um, Signals? Yeah, that was, was that like 82? 82, so... I was 12. I was 14, I think, or 13. Now, I think I said this on the air. Like, there's something about that age, mm -hmm. I think, that when you connect with the band, you connect with it for life. Like, yeah, oh, God. That's absolutely. That's how old I was when Stadium Arcadium came out, and I fell in love with the Chili Peppers. Hooked. Now, I don't know what they were saying, so <laughs> it's not the same thing. I have no idea what they were talking about. It's but, all gibberish. But you connected most with it at the time. But yeah, it's that's I, why he talks in gibberish. Oh, it's because no of Stadium Arcadium. See, that's why he can't look at a person, touch their tongue with a napkin, Ooh, or say the word treat. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the napkin thing is so, probably the napkin one of thing the worst. Is, is the thing that's if what you is take this? a napkin and you hold it in, to inside of your mouth. I had a piece of chicken yep. in my teeth one mm -hmm. day. We had oh wings up at the studio. You guys got close. <laughs> I st <laughs> and uh, and so I, I, I had a piece of chicken in my tooth. I took a napkin, kind of tried to pull it out of there. He Josh saw me, lost it, like bent over like someone kicked him in the nuts. It brought me to my knees. It, again, face got all red, veins popping out. His mouth. And he got angry. Why? Like when you say treat, he got really angry. 
I don't know why, Josh. Tell us. Can you I explain? Again, I don't like being like this. It's just... He can't, can't. explain. That's the weird thing, Isaiah. Is it like, there's this Wait. one thing you told me... Because you just don't do... The napkin's for the outside of the bottle. What was the thing inside. about the Dunkin' Donuts thing? The cookie and a hug? <clears throat> no, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> okay, so... What? So every... That, that has that, an explanation, That has an though. origin, though. This yeah. is different. What the so fuck is wrong with he you? He used to go into <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts with his parents, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, they used to get you, like, a chocolate chip cookie and whatever their chocolate milk was called yeah, at the, the time. The brand name was Chug. <laughs> and then... One time I, I got it, right. the cookie, it tasted like body odor. And I was like, this is disgusting. Tasted it, like it yeah. a, body it a odor. Tasted like sweat, right? It, yeah. And wow. so you couldn't hear that, right? You can't hear that without feeling that feeling. Yeah. Okay, because, so that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> right? The word treat. I don't and know. hot cup it's, of tea. It's just and touching the touching the inside of your mouth with a napkin. Those have no explanation whatsoever. No, there's an explanation. Jim or Sandy or somebody did this to you. That's I mom, dad, or it's, potentially it's, your sister. I just Sandy when, wouldn't do when that. When you're trying to be no. too, Jimmy too fancy. May have done that. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, Jimmy Donuts. Tortured me. Did with you know that uh, his mom drove him to work one day? It was cute. <laughs> I don't want to have to. <laughs> I just, no, no, don't do any. No, there's no editing. I'm just saying no. it was cute that your mom drove. Your mother. I do like that sound effect, yeah. though, that you were making, and it sounds like a, a that. It's like a balloon, mm-hmm. like a little bit of air escaping. Did it's like a little bit of information is squeaking out of the balloon, so we might have to squeak that See, out. See, he's but so nervous. It's a whole other series this. of podcasts, Isaiah. It is. We should set up with some kind of psychologist. That would be. And I know NPR a, would buy that. Wait a minute. Uh, I, know. I know a girl. I, listen, hold on. Hold on. Fine. Just shut up for a second. Oh, listen. Shh, and I'll turn his mic down. I, a friend of mine. Her name is Lucia, much like my wife. She's a psychologist, though. Okay. And she always said, she's like, hey, when you get on AAF, you're other. Hey, would you ever have a shrink on? I'm like, again, no. Corporate radio is not going to let me do much outside of. Hey, here's ACDC. That's a great idea because but, thinking about the AAF listeners. We all need some fucking help. A psychologist would have a, like four or five different <laughs> books written about our listeners in the alone. first oh week, God. right? Yeah. So we could get her. I could I could reach out to you Lucia. Don't whisper to him. Don't we do? We shut have up! Just stop talking. We could get her to psychoanalyze him. Right. That would be a ten-part oh. podcast. You know, someone like GBH would be all oh, over that. People would pay for that. You know, and then they'd look into your fucking dome. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> In the words of Keith Moon, you couldn't afford me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, inside Mike's shoes, head, it's just a vinyl store. Yes. That's right. It's just a record store <laughs> with, milk a, crates. with a poo-poo platter uh, buffet in the back <laughs> and go-go dancers. I called him a couple of weekends ago, so after the whole... You call everybody a couple of weekends ago. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> you call them, and then you say, hold on. And hold you put place. them on hold. I'm finishing an email. I'm like, you called me. <laughs> I'm doing business. Stop it. <laughs> But it was after AAF went down, the whole stupid bullshit. I was in Concord, New Hampshire, and I passed by this place called Pitchfork Records, and I was like... Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. Oh, I got to go up there. Shit. It was it was another Mike Shoe moment. I'm like, first of all, I haven't been in a record store since Stairway to Heaven. Oh, that in, wasn't a record store, though. True, true. That was a pin. They had everything but records. Right. That, that was a memorabilia place. Yes. Pins, T-shirts, posters. It reminded stickers. me of that, but this place, place had yeah. just cassettes and records and... and and all sorts of shit, and that's when I was like, I gotta call Shu because this is—I know he wants to open a poo-poo platter slash record store. Yeah, and this fucking guy's been up there for decades. It's called Pitchfork Records in Concord, New Hampshire. We have to go there. He was, and he was a trip to talk to, man. That guy's been there forever, and you can get anything. And they're making money now because the hipsters brought back vinyl. Yeah, it's amazing. Vinyl 
um, has become what they call, I guess, a boutique item. No shit. So it used to be a yard sale. Item. It used to be. Yeah, you're right, Josh. <laughs> used to be trash, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be trash, um, but now. It's gold. You know why? Because people miss that experience. You want to kind of right. bring it back to radio here. Mm-hmm. They miss the experience of getting the record, taking it home, and putting it on your turntable, which gave you what? 20 minutes right. aside, at yep. average. Mm-hmm. 20 to 22 minutes aside. Sitting down with the, with the packaging, reading everything about it that you could. Unless you're friggin' Led Zeppelin, they put anything on their friggin' package. Oh my god! And they just want you to say, just just about the music. It's like I just want to know who the engineer was. Alice um, Cooper gave me panties. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Alice Cooper gave you panties for crying out loud. Why can't you do that? Um, and then yeah, exploring the packaging, listening to the music, right. looking at the album cover, and listening to the music or reading along to the lyrics if they were, you know, kind enough to put the lyrics in with the packaging. Right. Flipping the record over, experiencing side two. Now, these days, or even you could go to CDs. The before, experience of not getting it open. Before digital, <laughs> right? Yeah, you don't, you don't really. With CDs, you had a little bit of that. Yeah. With streaming and iTunes and files, you don't have any of that. No, you're just picking you pick your gun. And you're, you put it, nowadays it seems like you put it on if you're listening at home. You put it on and you do something else. Right. Yeah. You're cleaning, you're doing whatever in the house laundry you're picking up your goddamn wife's bra wait and and the music is like like i had it coming in i was playing music right yeah yeah. i was i was like picking up and stuff while i was playing but with an album you're kind of like you only have that 20 minutes and you got to flip it over and you've got something to hold on to and i think that experience is something people want yes yeah it's like sitting and enjoying a cigar right you don't want to like mow the even some people do this but like light up a cigar and mow the lawn no so you want to enjoy it whatever relax enjoy that cigar very much like an album or reading a book or something like that that anymore though like that i feel like that's what people should be doing everyone's so interested in the instant instant you know bam like i need like and that's why it's coming back right because still and listen to something it's a, a, a respite from Getting it out, getting it out, getting it now to this moment where it's almost like meditation. Yeah. You know, you're listening to whatever the vinyl is. You're listening to your uh, a copy of uh, In Utero from Nirvana. Right. right. And it's on vinyl. And it doesn't sound like a file. It sounds better. It doesn't like, sound like a CD. It sounds warmer. You you're scratches. getting that that low frequency that comes with vinyl. And it's comforting. If you're wearing headphones, you can hear that. It's it's an experience, and I think people like that. And even the hipsters who are buying it just to say, "Oh, I got this copy of whatever that you know has the misprint on it or something." If that's the only reason they're getting it, then they're missing the reason right. why vinyl exists. Yeah, and I think people want those moments now, I, I, whether it's vinyl or reading a book or, right. or you know, fr- actually holding a book, not a Kindle, right. holding an actual book. Turning a page. Or, or cooking something. Right. And taking yeah. the time to, to like cook something, follow a recipe or something like just that. Just connecting with something real again. Right. right. Not just your right. phone. Yeah. You know, not just like you're looking up your social media, you're watching that barstool video of that guy getting kicked in the nuts, which is great. <laughs> on loop. Yeah, on loop, right? But, you know, there are those times where you just want to disconnect from everything. Right. And 
you know that and kind of activity do does you that. should I do have that. not disconnect get yourself a turntable oh man you it's, know what i love and i used to hate as someone who grew up with vinyl after a while the 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 pops and the hissing and the clicks because yeah, yeah. you played it so much and yeah, yeah. there's there's you know there's no way it of avoiding wobble, it. it got wobbly. every time you put that needle up and down or you're trying to find the one song you want to listen to <laughs> or stuff you're gonna you're gonna put nicks in the vinyl and stuff and it's gonna come up i was in this record store and i i'm kicking myself for forgetting the name it's down in putnam connecticut and they were playing this copy of this old savoy brown album and i'm listening to it and i'm hearing the clicks and the crackles and I was the only guy in the place. And it, for a moment, it was like I was on the moon. That's awesome. Those clicks and the pops and the warmth of the vinyl, of the sound, I was like, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful moment. Nobody goes that slow right now, though. That's yeah, the right. That's and the nobody thing. takes and five people, seconds people to need, down. And you don't have to take a long time, like five seconds, right? right? Take 20 minutes, even if you're, like, walking around the block. Yep. You know, except here in Worcester. But even if you're like walking around the block, well, not at night, but during the day, it's pretty good. Right. Um, you know, I don't know, just like it's that's so I think that's why vinyl is coming back. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, when I was buying records, I don't know about you, Isaiah, but they were six ninety nine. Right. Now you're paying. Like, go to Leechmere. You go to Leechmere and you can buy them all day. I swear to God, Leechmere, the Leechmere at the Framingham Mall mm -hmm. in the 80s. I don't know who was running the music department there. They were spot on. Love it. They had like a whole side. They had the place was a whole separate section. It was designed. The music was loud. They had like lights in there and, yep. and neon lights and posters. And they got all the best records. They had imports, stuff that was tough to find. I was in there all the time. They made it a party. Right. Which was great because my parents would go in and go, we got to get vacuum bags. I'm like, well, I'm going to be in here. <laughs> you know, I'm not, uh, you go have fun with that. I'm going to be in here looking at the, you know, the import for Elvis Costello's whatever. But. Um, vinyl, vinyl made such a difference, and that it, 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 this all ties back into radio. How radio is getting all fucked up now, and it's gone. But that moment of radio where you connect with it. I right. don't have a radio in my house. You have a radio? I mean, there's there's a Bose over there, but it's like it's a it's starting to become a serious lost art. I remember in 1982, give or take a year, when my friend gave me the For Those About to Rock album by ACDC, oh. and I put that fucker up on the thing, and I had to reach up and I grabbed the needle. And and the first sounds of that, dee, 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 dee. I was like, fuck me, I'm in. Yeah. I don't know if I yelled fuck me at 12, but I was like, oh, my God. But surprised. it stuck with me. And it was like, oh. And But then you sat through that 20 minutes. Radio was this whole you sit through an experience and fucking everybody's selling radio stations now and shutting the things off going, ah, this is fine. We'll put Ryan Seacrest yeah. everywhere. We'll put this program everywhere. And that's not where this industry needs to be going. It's just, it's not. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck. Look, people are taking it back because everybody's jumping on Breaking the Ice as a lifeboat so yes. that they can hear us. And right. people are going out and buying vinyl. Oh, this is the lifeboat? Yes. Well, yeah. Well, we're eating him first. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Once the supplies run out. Well, so wait. There's really not much there, Is though, Josh but. our treat? Yes, Josh. You know, you eat me I'm first. Gonna, I'm he's gonna, he's oh, a, like a hot cup of tea. Me. I'm going to put a napkin in your mouth. I'll sacrifice. I, I yeah, what volunteers. happens if you put a napkin in your mouth? Let's do it. Let's get a napkin. Oh, I... I you die? I go in a coma, yeah. <laughs> so I, does it matter if it's paper? I go back in time is what... <laughs> is, is there, like, does it matter if it's paper or cloth? Yeah, no, like, oh, I... My Work teeth are getting it. fuzzy Work talking through about it. This. Thank you. Um, a couple of days ago... I was getting out of the shower and I was 
wiping my face with a towel. And it's like nails accidentally it's like nails across a chalkboard. Accidentally touched the inside of my lip. Your napkin? I mean your towel? The the towel touched the inside of my lip and I I was punching the air for like 40 minutes it was so i couldn't get it out of my see i do that when i'm peeling a carrot and i nick my finger but or when someone drags a metal chair across the floor right yeah you know nails on a chalkboard that's what all this stuff is like to me okay worse and there's no reason for it time out we gotta get this therapist seriously i'll call this is a easily 10 10 12 episode podcast oh, so it's like breaking anyway, the ice with Josh Dalton when do you think Beanie ice? Babies are going to be back because yeah. I'm sitting on a large investment um. don't try to change the subject <laughs> don't you dare try to I, I was almost that Diana Beanie Baby now I was almost hooked but I still want to know what's going on in your head I don't know I'm trying to figure it out God my vision's getting blurry. I need to disconnect and listen to a vinyl record That's right. for you about sit, 20 minutes. you got to sit down with <laughs> like a Robin Trower record <laughs> and put some headphones on. And, and I've, just, al- I've always said, too, the kid yeah. needs to smoke some weed. I've yeah. never done that. Maybe I should try you it. You want to smoke some weed? Let's do it. Let's I don't usually smoke like this early in the day. I today would be a weird day to start. I got no. stuff to do. <laughs> you, so, I can't smoke well, like I used didn't to. Didn't you uh, accidentally smoke one, one, one time? I you never came accidentally in, like, smoked anything in my well, life. Well, you came in and you were like, I haven't slept for two days. I accidentally smoked like the weed version of Adderall or whatever. Oh, wow. You like built a car you door got some or good something. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I smoked this sativa a friend of mine gave me. Uh, it was called like Dog Pound or something crazy. It was a weird name like that. And it hit me like <laughs> I was hyper aware of everything. And I, I, it was like a cup of coffee. It was unbelievable. A stiff one. Yeah, <laughs> it was. That's probably what it was called. <clears throat> right. Have some of this stiff one. Also, can we talk about um, at like station events and stuff, the amount of people that I would witness come up to you and just be like, hey, I got weed for you. Love it. Love it. Let me just take a minute right now. Uh-huh. Mike just sat up. Let by me the just way. take a minute. This right is now. fucking no. serious. <laughs> you guys got to sh- just give me this minute. Yep. I want to truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank every single person who has given me weed over the 20 years <laughs> I worked at WAF. Such kind and generous people. All sorts of great weed, joints, <laughs> edibles. Saying, hey, let's step out into the alley. Let's smoke this fucking joint. You people are amazing. My, my local 420 brothers and sisters right there, the union members, I want to thank you so much for all that weed. If I could put that all in a pile in the middle of my living room. You know that scene in Breaking Bad where oh, they have yeah. the money in oh, the yeah. storage space? Oh, yeah. And it's on a pallet. It's a pallet of cash. <laughs> yep. It would be a couple pallets of just giant piles of weed that people have given me over the years and thank you so much. I know I know who you are. I'll remember well no, I won't remember you because the weed was <laughs> fucking was amazing. So fucking high. But you know, to that to to Randy and his wife smoking in his car outside the Lucky Dog, to that dude who gave me weed, who knew my buddy Cameron in college, to uh, you know, everybody. At Hempfest, holy freaking Jesus! What about all those people? That <laughs> Walking it? through Hempfest on the Common, I was like, my, my, I thank God I had cargo shorts. What was the group that we worked with in Worcester? Uh, the um, Jeremy and them. They get uh, the. Harvest Cup. The Harvest Cup. You Thank were a, you. You were a judge, and they the they, Harvest Cup. First of all, <laughs> two years ago, he's like, dude, I have the, more weed than I know what to. The Harvest do Cup with. one is a, an amazing event that right. I never thought in my lifetime I would see happen in the state of Massachusetts at the fucking DCU in this Center. country, an arena 
filled with people who know how to grow great weed, know how to turn it into edibles, know how to grow it, and you're going there to learn all that stuff. That's a shout-out to Worcester because Worcester allowed that at the DCU right. Center, and they even allowed a fucking smoking section outside. They Remember did. Canicon? Yes. Yeah. All the scientists yeah. that yep. were there. It was good. <laughs> so that first year of Harvest Cup, yep. they, they asked me to be a judge. Oh, man. So I go, and they give me, like... I have to go to a place in Milford that was a because the laws in Massachusetts say you got to test everything at a at a lab, you know, that's certified to do this. And there was a lab in Milford, so I had to go down there and pick up my samples every week. And they could be anything; they were like flour, they were edibles, they were dabs, whatever. And I'd walk in there, and the guy would hand me this like foil bag, like some mylar kind of bag, yep. like medical bag, right? Just filled with stuff. He goes, there you go. This is this week. Just got to sign for him. Like, okay. And I'd be walking out the door, like hiding it under my jacket, you know. And I get in the car and be like, where do I put this? And I'm been like, I, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm I'm gonna get fucking busted. My car reeks. And then I, I think, oh wait a minute, it's legal. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that right in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah, that's right, motherfucker. And then the the next year I did it, they must have given me. It had to be like, I don't know, it seemed like a couple of pounds of samples. I was just doing flour at that point. And he had they to gave smoke me, and try each one they, of them. They gave me what like one of those flour? those plastic, you know, storage bins filled with little separate jars and bags of of different kinds of weed that people had grown. And so you have to smoke it and judge it on, you know, taste and the buzz and the way it looks and the smells and you know, the way it's cured and cut and everything like that. Is this a wine tasting? It is Basically. very much the same <laughs> thing. The oh, problem he with that was, he is... He was high for months. It was! He was high for months. You know, they, they get... And I, there was no... I was, you know, I'm looking in the thing. I'm like, dude... I can't I smoke can't, all I this. can't do this up until the deadline. He's like, just do as much as you can. Like, <laughs> I, I have a kid. I, <laughs> a job. <laughs> You know, like now I don't have a job. I can easily like sample everything go. all day. Done. But that was that, that was an amazing experience. And the <laughs> Harvest Cup itself is such a great event. And I'm so glad it's happened in my lifetime. I've gone from running into the woods, being chased by cops mm -hmm. in Natick. To an organized event in that the city. That was another thing. The uh, New England uh, uh, Institute... Oh, the Northeast, uh, Northeast, Northeast Institute, Institute of, of Cannabis, Cannabis right? Kara, Joe, good people over yeah, there. Yeah, great people. In Natick. They were one of the first to, to open up a weed school, tell yep. you how to do everything with it. The history. It was awesome. And the teachers there were experts. A great, great place, great Learn classes. about the shit. Learn. Yeah, Don't I smoke learned, it, learn it. And I learned so much there. The great thing about that place, it was in Natick. It was located in an office park in a neighborhood I used to live in where we would go to smoke weed oh at night. God. And then <laughs> more than once, Illegally. a cop would come rolling through just patrolling the area, and we, there were woods right next door, and we'd run. The building that school was in, was in it's next to the woods we'd run into to hide from the cops because we were smoking weed. <laughs> oh, my God. But and, and I was just like, this is so weird. Now I'm going to school it's, for weed. Right. Do you think that PTSD will ever wear off, though? Because remember when we were at the, the Robinson Brothers concert? Yeah. Somebody that we were with pulled out yes. like stuff in their pocket, and yes. the bartender went, "What's that?" And he like shoved it back <laughs> right. in his pocket. He's like, "No, I want to see what kind it is." Right. Yeah. And they were just passing it back and forth <laughs> over the bar, and I was like, "It's legal." I yeah. Like, as long I, as you got less than an ounce, man. 
Which is but insane because we would we would go to jail in high school for a fucking dime bag, and oh I could my god, walk around for, with an ounce for a half a roach. You right. know, it was just you get two years in jail for a couple of joints in your pack of cigarettes. He was given enough weed by those Harvest Cup guys when you put it in your <laughs> oh my when god. you put it in the passenger seat. It's like doot, 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 no, doot, I put, put that on, in my put trunk. on the seatbelt. Put on the seatbelt. <laughs> this is great. I put it in my trunk, and I, I I'm pretty sure I had. I hope they don't get in trouble. I'm pretty sure I had way more than an ounce. Yeah, well, uh, because you'll be fine. but there was fine. you know that's what they had to give that to me. So I put it in my trunk. It was exactly an ounce. Yes, it was exactly <laughs> an ounce. I put it in my trunk, my Corolla, which has holes all over it. <laughs> smell the the thing smells like you know. Did someone hit a skunk? Thing smells like right. a greenhouse inside. Ooh. I remember driving out of Kelly Square where I picked it up, and going through past the Worcester Library, and somebody was filming a movie at that time, and I remember turning into that street and there's a line of cops of course right there and the first thing i thought of was i'm, I'm dead i'm going to they're jail. gonna smell this outside the car i bet you went i'm going to jail the whole way home oh too. well they were like directing you can't go two. down this street you gotta take two. you gotta take a right here take a right here and i'm just like you know big smile on my face like oh shit i'm so it's fucking not my car dead. that smells like this I, so I didn't know that was there but yeah that's always going to be there that goes this, this circles yeah. around the you wanted to give the shout out to all the 420 all right that's all right thank you for giving me all that weed over the years I know. I can't it was imagine. Very, very nice. Over all like the twenty years or what? Just the Tool concert alone was. <laughs> I was like, this is like yeah. the fifth person to come up to him and be like, "Hey, you want to go smoke?" That's you know what? Just take nice. it. Oh wait, the, the one I got thrown out of. Nice. Yeah, yeah that one you did. They had signs everywhere that says you can't. I was fucking can't take hammered. Pictures. But you know Isaiah. He goes, that doesn't apply to no, me, though. No, no, no. Click, click. The stories that didn't necessarily took, make it. pictures when they said you could I couldn't. was shit-faced, sorry. They, they were even on the seats. I was shit-faced. There were notices on your seats that shit said you, you, you can't take pictures. <laughs> shit-faced. Oh, so when you get shit-faced, you can't read? That particular time in the really? dark, no, I couldn't. <sighs> I, I didn't do it the first hour because I was mesmerized at the show, but I, I pulled the camera up and started no. the video, and they were like, Gestapo. Yeah, you're out of there. Fuck. Whatever. But you know what? Yes, thanks to all the people who gave me weed, but... In these last, those last couple days, people were dropping stuff off at the station. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Um, mostly booze. Good. I saw that on Friday night. And it was it was so much. We had. Oh, did you find the booze? We, we were like a, a like we had a liquor store going. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. There were people like there was that one guy who came by and just dumped. He just dropped off a case of Bud. And a pint of JMO. I saw that. And ju it just said to Mike and Carrie oh. on the box, and he just left it in front of the building yeah. and, and drove away. And people were uh, huge bottles of Seagrams and Crown Royal. It was Royal really like someone whiskey. died. Like they they didn't want to talk to anyone. They were just dropping stuff off. It was and, it was and a funeral. Yeah. It was, it and was, then people. Was. I gotta also if, if you're listening to this and you sent me a message on Instagram or my Facebook page or Twitter. Um, and I haven't responded to you. I will eventually. So many really great messages from people. Yeah. People that were you know, obviously really. sad and disappointed, just like, you know, we were that the station got shut down, um, saying that they've been listening to it their whole lives, that the station was playing during some great times and during some really bad times. And. Uh, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you sending me those messages, and I, I intend to respond to every single one of them. It's just that, and for real, I start doing it, and after a few, I get really sad. Mm. Even though they're really great messages. Yep. There's a lot of love in these messages, yeah. and I appreciate that. But, at, you know, I'm still kind of like... It fries your brain too. It does. A little bit it's because it's, when you're responding heavy. to someone saying like I like you got me through the times where mm -hmm. like yeah like my 
I had like maybe four people reach out to me and be like, WAF was like their last connection to like a parent or something. Right. Like they used to listen with their parent yeah. all the time. Right. And now they feel like that connection is going away right. because they felt at home listening to AF. Very, very like, similar to what we we're talking about, what I was talking about before with Rush. Right. So not that only did I love connection. them, but, you know, I'd gone to the majority of those Rush shows with the same people. Right. You know, and two of those people are, are gone. Mm hmm. You know, and that brought that back. I, Rush was playing, you know, when I had some really great times and some really bad times. And same thing with the station. And I know that I, I know that feeling, too, because I grew up listening to WAF, too. Right. Yeah. And it was it was also the soundtrack of my life. And well, that's I, what makes radio so good if it's done the right way. And the very first question that we asked Mike was what happened. And the answer is business. And. Business has it's, to happen, but this right. isn't a fucking car dealership. Okay, radio and this is a personal connection. He can tell you where he was in 1986. I can tell you where I was in 1982. You shared the story with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, the first time you or your wife became Bruins fans, let's say, it's because of an emotional something happened, and you went, yep, I relate to that. What the, I mean, I'm not going to say what can we relate to now, but the messages that are coming at us these days are fast and furious, and they're so quick. Whether it's yeah. barstool for a hot second, it's literally a hot second. It's just, yeah. and, and and I want to, I want some, it. It will happen at some point, and I still want to be around when it happens. Some of these larger companies will sell off a bunch of their stations to some local people again, and there'll be a day where we're sitting somewhere. Maybe it's on a station. We'll, we'll use breaking the ice as it for now, but where we can just sit there and play the tunes we want to play and say the shit we want to play and connect with the people because that's. But yeah. luckily, all this happened like at this point in time where we don't really need the station to reach the people True. all we need is some microphones and a wi-fi connection right True. And that's why that's what joe rogan's the number one he he beat out cnn fox news nbc all those on election night right they're all fighting who was watching who more and he was like actually i have more than all of you combined and, and he's got a setup just like this just like he's this. not on a platform no so it's it's the wild west right now but i mean that's why i don't get how we need to do more of that. We need to, like, you know, eat some kind of cannabis supplement and yes. show videos of spiders that lay eggs in your eyeballs. And just record it? Yeah, and just record it. it. It's not fucked up. Look What's at this. The close in on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a scorpion spider. It, it comes out of the sand and it attaches itself to your toe. And what then it that show makes mystery? you grow another head on your knee. Isn't that fucked up? That's fucked up. Jamie, Google that. Jamie, get close in <laughs> on that. That's fucked up, huh? Here, take some of these. You'll feel better. What how was that how many should I take, Joe? I don't know. Take nine. <laughs> That's what you'll, I take. You'll be fine. I took nine. What was it? Mystery Ran Science Theater 3000 or whatever? That was a fucking great show. Oh, yeah. that's You know what? Those guys still tour. Do they? Yeah. They sit in the... If you've never seen it, they, it's it's old, weird movies, but it's it's it was two robot silhouettes. And right. basically, two voiceover people oh, yeah, that used to watching come on fucking after, uh, weird, Sesame Street. weird movies. No, Josh. It, what? It never came on after Sesame no, Street. No, that was Zoom. Reading Rainbow actually came on after that. That but was I Shorty being on the from Star Trek, not Mystery Th Science Theater. Okay. I remember Jesus. Seeing it on, wow. Whatever, Josh. You ruined you the guys flow on that. You just I'm totally sorry. ruined that. I'm just trying to relate. <laughs> Josh, basically, it was a show about what we did in the studio while watching the TV. Yes. You remember play how by we, play. we used to just. I remember the silhouettes, but I, I never like heard the show. This, okay. this actually podcast could be over. He just fucked the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he's up. just your you boy, up? man. I'm done. Do you guys want a drink or a bagel or something? A bagel, some weed. Oh yeah, God! Did it turn off? Did, did it turn off? <laughs>